Hello and welcome to this overview of the Austroads Guide to Temporary Traffic Management, Part 4, Mobile Works. The Guide to Temporary Traffic Management details temporary traffic management requirements for Australia and New Zealand practitioners. It contains guidance and instructions for planning, designing and implementing temporary traffic management and is focused on providing optimum safety for employees and contractors working in or near traffic and a safe environment for all road users. The combination of a four-year collaborative project between Austro's Australasian Transport Agencies and Industry, the guide will help to harmonise temporary traffic management practice in Australia and New Zealand. My name is Elise and I work in the communications team at Austro's. My details are shown on this slide. The guide to temporary traffic management has 10 parts which are available to download for free from the Austro's website. To have access, you'll need to log into your Austro's online account. If you currently don't have an Austroads account, you can sign up for free on the login page of our website. Part 4 has been specifically prepared to assist mobile worksites in accordance with Austroads best practice. It provides general information about the context and components of designing temporary traffic guidance schemes at mobile worksites. You can access the part through this direct link. We also encourage you to have the guide open so you can refer to the relevant section numbers during this presentation. I will now introduce our presenter, who is Leah Kelly. Leah has over 14 years experience in infrastructure prioritization, planning and delivery with a focus on the transport sector. She has held roles with Queensland Treasury, Queensland Treasury Corporation, Building Queensland and Oricon, and has worked on and led the delivery of major projects and programs. Leah has led the infrastructure advisory team at Oricon, which focuses on delivery of technical asset management, business case and due diligence advice for a range of public and private sector clients. Welcome, Leah. Thank you, Eliz, and hello, everyone. Welcome to my presentation on part four, mobile worksites, the Austroads Guide to Temporary Traffic Management. The preparation of the material within this presentation has been a large part of my professional life for the past two years represents a major update to industry for temporary traffic management. I'm really pleased to be able to introduce this first edition of the Austroads Guide to Temporary Traffic Management. In this webinar, we run through the topics on screen. First, the overview of part four. Second, key considerations of a mobile work site. If these considerations aren't met, alternative traffic management principles apply, such as those contained in part three, static work sites, or part five, short-term low impact work sites. The guide has been specifically structured to meet the various needs of industry and to ensure that it can be read by those who need to read it. An overview of the structure will be provided in this presentation. The material developed within part four is based on the Australian standard. The document provides the context and models the process for the development of a traffic guidance scheme or TGS. The aspects included within this part are the general design considerations for mobile works, the selection of appropriate mobile work practices, the design process to be followed for the design of mobile works, detailed design guidance for each step in the design of mobile works, and supporting information to be included with the TGS. It is important to understand the definition of mobile works for the following slides. Mobile works are defined as roadworks involving vehicles moving progressively along the roadway at speeds significantly lower than other traffic. This is supported by an activity that stops traffic flow for less than one hour at one location. 
There are three classes of activities in which mobile works can be completed, where vehicles may obstruct or partially obstruct traffic lanes. If works are not considered within class one, they may be identifiable in class two. Class one activities are described as vehicles undertaking works traveling within 20 kilometers per hour of the permanent speed limit and may undertake works without the use of protection. Class two activities are described as vehicles undertaking works traveling at greater than 20 kilometers per hour below the permanent speed limit. And class three activities are described as works involving activities completed on foot. The document has been structured into three core chapters, introduction, design process, and TGS design for mobile works. A summary of the core information covered within the body of these sections includes, for the introduction, a general overview of the purpose and structure of the Austroads Guide to Temporary Traffic Management and describes how this is applicable to Australian jurisdictions and New Zealand. For the design process, it provides a summary of the design process for a mobile work site, including risk management considerations, design steps, achieving an optimum design balance and key essential design principles. The essential design principles consider worksite layout, site distance, signs, road categories, traffic volume, speed, and variations to design. TGS Design for Mobile Works provides in detail seven steps to undertake mobile works safely and successfully. This will be explored further in detail in the following slides. As mentioned, there are seven steps to be followed to determine if mobile works are appropriate. When considering whether mobile works are appropriate, there is a need to answer the following questions. Is there a clear sight distance to the vehicle mounted warning device for approaching drivers based on the speed of traffic? Is the vehicle mounted warning device clearly visible that is not obscured to all road users? Are all resources for the mobile works available, including a shadow vehicle? A number of specific traffic guidance schemes may be required for each separate element of works, depending on the activity. Preparation of a detailed TGS and proper implementation of measures identified in the TMP is essential to ensure the safety of all mobile works, road workers and road users, including vulnerable road users. It also assures the smooth operation of the road network as well as the road worksite. Aspects covered in this part include general design considerations for mobile works, the selection of appropriate mobile work practices, the design process to be followed for the design of mobile works, detailed design guidance for each step, supporting information to be included within the TGS. The first and essential step to this guide is step one. In this section, the user must answer yes to all of the questions and should any points not be achievable, then a static worksite is required. First, can works be completed using a mobile works operation? Two, is there clear sight distance to the vehicle mounted warning device for approaching drivers? Three, is the vehicle mounted warning device clearly visible to all road users, including pedestrians, cyclists, and other vulnerable road users? And are all resources for mobile works available? Once all questions are noted as a yes, step two can be considered. Step two is to identify the location of the works. These figures provide a visual representation of location where the works can be completed. Step three is to determine the need 
aspects of the works convoy. This step provides an overview of the vehicles, uses and requirements. A mobile worksite convoy can be made up of a number of specific different vehicles. A key requirement is that all vehicles within a mobile worksite are to be task specific. For example, a lead vehicle cannot also act as a work vehicle. The key work vehicles to consider are a lead vehicle, which is responsible for leading works through a worksite. This provides advance warning to road users traveling in the opposite direction to the mobile operation. A work vehicle, which is responsible for carrying out an activity adjacent to the road, on the road, or supporting workers on foot who are located between the shadow vehicle and the work vehicle. When there are more than one work vehicle, they can only be at a maximum spacing of 40 metres. And if this is not possible, mobile, multiple mobile work convoys may be required. A shadow vehicle is required to provide protection to the rear of workers on foot and work vehicles. This is required regardless of the location of the works or the speed of the traffic. If a shadow vehicle is not available, then a static worksite is required. Another form of shadow vehicle is a truck mounted attenuator, or TMA. A TMA acts as a safety device designed to reduce the severity of collision from vehicles, which can cause harm to road workers. An advance warning vehicle provides advance warning to road users approaching the site and diverting traffic past the work site. The position of the vehicles will be determined based on the activities undertaken. Included within this guide is a figure to indicate the vehicles required and the position of these vehicles for mobile works. Step three confirmed the needs and vehicles of the convoy. Within step four, we determine the spacing of the convoy. The shadow vehicle always travels 40 metres behind the work vehicle or workers, whichever is closer. Some of the key considerations when determining spacing include the geometric alignment of the road, user behaviour, speed and volume of traffic, and sight distance, which can be influenced by conditions such as heavy rain, fog, smoke or snow. The spacing of the vehicles is outlined in the guide. Provided is an example of mobile works at 70 kilometres per hour where 110 metre spacing applies. Within step five, we determine the signs and devices to be used on vehicles. This includes guidance for advanced warning signs, signs mounted on vehicles, works within a shoulder and within a lane. An example is provided, and this diagram shows the work convoy arrangements inclusive of spacing. When mounting signs on vehicles, an illuminated arrow sign is to be fitted and displayed to all convoy vehicles and plant items. Further guidance is provided for vehicle mounted warning devices and variable message signs. Further, detail and guidance is provided for when works are completed within a shoulder and within a lane. Step six provides an overview of the operational procedures to follow. There are 13 considerations that assist with further defining the tasks and requirements to be completed. These are displayed on screen. When developing a mobile convoy, the operational procedures provided in the guidance will assist with the management and safety of mobile works. It is important to note that all considerations are critical to establishing safe operational procedures for the mobile works to follow. As an example, I'll highlight communication. A communication system shall be used within a consistently available channel appropriate to the work environment. 
site supervisor shall ensure all facets of the mobile operation and the drivers of vehicles have continuous communication. Cellular phones do not provide instantaneous communication and effectiveness can be influenced by service coverage limitations. Therefore, use portable two-way radios or similar devices for communication. All workers on foot or operators of plant that are part of a mobile convoy shall be provided with a communication device, allowing them to communicate with vehicles and to receive notification of any approaching danger. Now that steps one to six have been considered, you can successfully develop a traffic guidance scheme. This section includes a list of key considerations that may be applicable. These have been developed to act as a prompt for the designer to consider a successful TGS. These include, does coordination with other roadwork activities need to take place? Are there any environmental conditions to be aware of? Site-specific conditions, access to the worksite, staging of works, location of vehicle and plant, pedestrians and cyclists, signage and devices, illustration of diagrams and figures, monitoring, traffic management plans, permits to be approved by relevant authorities, community liaison, and risk assessment and risk management. Thank you for listening to this webinar today. I hope that this assists with providing an overview of part four of the Austroads Guide to Temporary Traffic Management. And Austroads encourages your feedback on the content of the guide to allow for it to be continually improved to meet industry needs.